to episode three of Orange Grove Pals, literally the only podcast out there where you can listen to three wildly opinionated and underqualified pals talk about things they probably know nothing about. I'm Katie, joined here by Tyler and Emma, and we can't wait to bring you in on all of the catching up we have to do. Standing on the sidelines, watching life go by. Good, good evening, good morning, good afternoon to everyone out there that voted Democrat in the last three days. Um, everyone, I'm just kidding. I don't know if we could throw that out there that quick, but uh, it's a really great day here in, in, in the United States. I don't know, I don't know when everyone's going to be listening to this, but um, as of today, it's November 7th. Um, and for the first time in a long time, I think a lot of Americans are fired up and, and jacked up and, and excited and, and ready to go for, for, the next, for the next foreseeable for the next foreseeable future. I know the three of us are. So um, to everyone out there that, that got out there and vote, uh, or voted for whichever candidate, congratulations. This is the biggest voter turnout we've had um, in American history. So what we're witnessing now is, is really something special and something that, that we wanted to start off and, and touch on before we jump into some other updates. So uh, for the two of you, I guess, what, what are your thoughts on, on today and, and what were your reactions and what are some of what are some things you're thinking? What, what are your emotions like as you're moving on here? Well, I was just really excited to see that this has been, yeah, like you said, the biggest voter turnout ever like we've never had such a overall um we've never had a president with so many votes ever like he's had like this is the most votes a president has ever received which is just generally i think a big win in itself because um i think a lot of people in the past have never really utilized their privilege of voting um and i mean simply just as a woman like when we got the right to vote, that was a big deal. And then so now that we're having um, women voting and then um, students who are just young, the younger generation who are 18, who just turned 18, like my sister, she just turned 18 in September. So this is her first presidential election. And so just to the simple um, fact that young people are using their voice to make a change, I think is just really amazing to see um, and to see how impactful it can be, that it can go so far when it's just like, you yourself and your voting, it seems like it will make a difference. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's going to be the ripple effect. Like you throw um, like a rock in the water and it ripples. It's just kind of that thing where you you do one small action and it kind of creates a big wave. So uh, it was really fun to watch. I mean, obviously it worked out in my favor. So I can say it worked. It was fun to watch. It was very stressful to watch. It took a very long time. Um, but the memes that came out of it, I think, will go down in history. I can't wait to my... The memes and the TikToks. <laughs> Honestly, I can't wait till my kids come home from school and have like a history lesson on all these TikToks that we've made. That will be entertaining. So that was uh, a piece of this that I was not expecting, but that was a pleasant surprise. Um, I've never seen, but I'm pleasantly um, impressed with a blue state fan cam i did see that on twitter so that was entertaining where they literally zoomed in on all the states that were blue turned it to music and has been posting all over twitter so yeah that was that was entertaining but it's really amazing that we have a female vp and i hope that carries through to a first female president in the next future or in the coming future i should say yeah, that was really well put. And I'm just going to go here and say that my dad texted me this morning. Um, after my sister had texted me, he texted me like immediately. He said, bye-bye, Trump. You dipshit. Hello, Biden. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> and I mean, I think that's really, it's well said, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's poetic. Um, 
obviously, I am super excited to have Biden as our president and Kamala Harris as our first woman Black Indian VP. That is amazing. Um, and I really don't I don't really know what to expect, but I just know that it's going to be better than what we had for the past four years. So I am ecstatic. <laughs> I have to say too that that today when so so I'm out golfing this morning, um, and I the last couple of days between Tuesday and and Friday night I had stayed up almost all night every night, um, maybe sleeping a couple of hours because I I wanted so desperately to see the moment when when um, whoever it was that was the prime time anchor at the point would come on and say. President-elect Joe Biden. Joe Biden has um, has claimed 270 electoral votes, and I was so pissed this morning that at 11:30, when I'm out on the golf course, um, thinking like, "Well, I'll only be on for two hours. I'll come back and stare at the news." After that, I'm sure Pennsylvania isn't isn't going to finish counting their votes in, in that time. Um, so my mom calls me, and I, I pick up the phone because whenever my mom calls me without without warning, I'm like, "Somebody died." <laughs> it's my first thought. So I answer the phone. I was like, "Hello," and she goes, "You won," and I went. I won what? And she was like, no, no, he won. And I went, who, what are you talking about? And she's like, Joe Biden won. And I went, no fucking way. Like there's, I, I can't believe I missed it. But, um, but I was so inspired today to come home and, and see the news and see um, people dancing in the street in Washington, DC and, and people in New York banging on pots and pans and, and gathering, socially distanced, of course, but gathering in, in mass and cheering and dancing and singing and celebrating and all of those wonderful things because because today like it's now you don't have to worry about I mean the battle's not the battle's not won but we're not going to have a president that who who throws around a rhetoric where it's not okay to be Muslim we're not going to have a president where it's it's not okay to be gay in the president's eyes and, and we're not going to have a president that's that's fighting to take women's rights away trans rights away we're not going to have a president that's fighting to take healthcare away in the midst of a global pandemic um, all those things that that people were so desperately worried about um, kind of kind of will cease to exist. Those worries will cease to exist. Of course, Joe Biden isn't going to rid systemic racism by himself. There's a lot of work left to be done, and this country is more divided than ever, but but we don't have a president and an administration and a government, really, who's working um, to, take, to take hundreds and thousands of steps backward. Um, so it's really inspiring. It's inspiring to see people out there singing and dancing and celebrating, and, and I can't wait to join them. Uh, hopefully, hopefully tonight I'll get out there and see if anything's going on, but um really really inspiring really really jacked up and, and fired up for the next the next part of uh history here well we've also been gone uh for those of you that that listen to our first two episodes will know that we haven't posted anything since about july um we were fired up when we first started this we we're like we're gonna post every every couple of weeks and then life happens right um things happen in the last four months a lot of changes in our lives happen in the last four months so so i'm gonna throw this out to to either katie or emma to to give us a little update and and ask what uh, what you all been up to the last the last couple of months yeah um so since july pretty much everything about my life has changed so that's fun um so at the end of july shortly after our last episode i actually moved to orlando florida um, because Tyler referred me to a great job at Paylocity. So um, I found an apartment and drove all the way across the country with a huge U-Haul and towing my car behind it. Um, and I, I moved into my new apartment here in Orlando and I started my new job and I've just been like trying to, trying to get used to the new um, environment. 
we've all lived in Orlando before, but it's a lot different living in the Disney bubble than it is living in regular real world Orlando. So that's been an adjustment for me for sure. Um, but I enjoy my job. I enjoy kind of exploring Orlando, like seeing all the little nooks and crannies that maybe I never discovered before. Um, I've been visiting my grandparents because they live just north of here. So that's been really fun. Been hanging out with Tyler. That's been all right. Um, <laughs> but overall, good times. Um, what else is new? Um, nothing much, you know, just... Just those big life changes. Just those those things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been cool. It's been cool having, um, having you here because um, for those of you that don't know, Katie and I are... are in this kind of splendid misery situation together where uh, both of our fiancés are, are potential immigrants coming in from other countries. So because of the pandemic and, and visas and all of that fun, um, everything there has been has been delayed and, and is in is in the waiting and and processing process. Um, so it's been fun to, to enjoy that that misery with someone else instead of instead of just hanging out and, and doing nothing by myself. So good stuff. Yeah, glad to be of help, you know? <laughs> <laughs> glad to be miserable. If you're going to be miserable, be miserable in the same city as, as someone else. So Yeah, true. <laughs> Emma, what about you? What are you up oh, to? Oh, man. Well, last time we talked, I was um, <laughs> I was in a relationship and had just gotten a puppy, and things were good. I mean, yeah, we had a puppy. Things were – I was starting a new job. I think I had not gotten it yet, or I'd just gotten it. Um, something like, like that, because I think, yeah, we had recorded, or I was, like, interviewing. I think that's where it was. So now, flash forward to good old November. Um, I am no longer in that relationship, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but I do still have a dog. Um, he's just, uh, yeah, we're co-parenting the dog. Um, so if you've ever had to co-parent a dog, um, <laughs> you know that it's not the easiest thing, especially when that involves you having to go over to your ex's house multiple times a week. Uh, so please, yeah. Keep... Many questions. We'll get to <laughs> we those. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I did. I started a new job in September. I'm a preschool teacher now for two-year-olds. Um, I think that speaks for itself. Um, it is a unique job. Um, two-year-olds don't really like school. They don't really know what it is, and they don't really care. So it's just a lot of changing diapers and uh cleaning sticky hands. So, I mean, it's been fine. It's a job, which I'm grateful for just because I have this feeling of like an impending lockdown, especially now is like right around the corner. And I know for a fact that this job I have will have to shut down. So I feel like I'm like knocking on unemployment store right now, which is just kind of like fueling the anxiety, but like, what can you do? It's just kind of like the fact, like that's just where life is at the moment. Um, but other than that, I've moved back in to my parents' house, and this is not an unfamiliar thing for me. So what, I mean, the past two years, I've moved in and out of this house multiple times. So parents, I'm home again. Enjoy my presence, that's all I can say. <laughs> Enjoy my presence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just getting ready for the holidays at this point, just kind of like ignoring the rest of the world and just pretending like Christmas is my it excuse right now and just kind of really focusing on that. I don't know if that's the healthiest, but yeah. Sure. You got to do what you got to do to survive. Exactly. And, um, you know, I, I, my motto the last maybe year, but most, mostly in the last six months, whether things are stressful at work or stressful in my personal life, like I just mentioned, like you do what you do, what you can with what you got is my personal motto. So 
it's I mean it goes right there with you just have to play the cards you've been dealt and so you can only do what you can with what you got and if that includes ending a relationship or moving back into your parents house or, or leaving a job starting a new job you do what you can with what you got and and you move on to tomorrow and, and maybe you find another opportunity there but um you can't force force magic to happen right so things take exactly. time um but it is what it is <laughs> right so it is what it is <laughs> Yeah, um, along those lines of kind of being in a not so perfect situation, um, we're all kind of there right now. Like like Tyler said, uh, he and I both have fiancés that are currently not in the country, trying to get in the country. And then Emma is dealing with her stuff that she just mentioned. Um, but something that I've been thinking about a lot that has really helped me get through kind of these tough times um, is gratitude and how important that is in incorporating that into your everyday life. Um, just being thankful for what you have in that moment and not really thinking too hard into the future. Obviously, you have to think about the future because that's very important and you have to prepare yourself for it, but you also can't be in the future in that moment. So you have to take each moment as it comes and be grateful for what you do have as opposed to thinking about what you don't have because it would be very easy for me to sit here and cry every single day which sometimes I do um but um you know because I haven't seen my fiance in since March literally since March so that's a really crappy situation and obviously it's really easy to feel really bad about that all the time and let that kind of affect every other area of your life but you kind of have to step back and separate it and then look at what you do have. Like I do have a fiance that, yeah, I have to talk to him through the phone, but like at least he's there and at least I get to speak to him and all that stuff. So um, what are y'all's thoughts on gratitude and how do you guys kind of try to incorporate that to make your life a bit easier? Well, like you said, um, it's really, it's really, really, really easy to think about what you don't have and and what you want um, as opposed to things you do have. And I have to tell you, on on Tuesday when we had that conversation about 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 this exact topic, um, we like fell into. I was talking about being sad about something, or one thing led to another, and we started talking about this exact thing. And and one thing that you said, Katie, that inspired me was was that whole like wake up and think about like while I'm waking up in a bed and I'm waking up with the roof over my head and you start from there and you and you can't go backwards, right? You can't take, you can't start at zero and be like, well, I don't have a job that I love or I don't have a bigger home and I don't have maybe a nicer car or, or X, Y, and Z. You can only think about the things you do have and you move forward from there. Um, so that's actually something that I've, that I've started to, to try. Like I, I woke up on Wednesday and I was like, you know what? We don't know who won the election last night, but but I watched it on a TV. I woke up in this apartment. I have I have a job that is is like hell bent on not firing any single one or not laying off any single one of us throughout the coronavirus pandemic. No matter how bad things get, Paylocity is refusing to let us go. Um, so so I have all of these all of these wonderful things and and friends and a fiance and um, when you when you take a second to stop and think about those things as opposed to thinking about the things you don't have. I think you find yourself in, in a bit of a, a better mental state. So, so thank you, Katie, for, for sharing that um, topic or idea with me. And I encourage anyone listening to, to give that a shot when you have your not so good days as well. Um, I've talked a lot in the last couple of months. It's when I wake up, I'm so sad that, that Kenzie's not with me, that I'm not, you know, working for Disney like I had originally anticipated doing at this time. But it's easy to fall into a rut. But like I say, you just you do what you can with what you got. Be thankful for what for what you've been blessed with and 
you move on from there. Yeah, no, that's super important. I mean, I have obviously had, I mean, the past few months were super unexpected for me generally. Um, I really did see my life being a very different, going a different route um, than it ended up going. Um, But I think that that's just kind of us as humans, we see something um, for the potential and not for like what it is. And that's just kind of, I think, where a lot of the um, uncertainty comes from. And that's personally for me is where I will see something of like, this is what it could be. Um, and then I latch on to like the, well, it could be that or the potential of what it, what it could turn into. Um, and I think that's kind of the thread that I can just pull at until it's basically either unraveled or it's never ending. Um, so I think this, just your general idea of what do you physically have now is a super um, important grounding technique. Um, in my therapy appointment last week, we were talking about using that kind of same idea, but for yourself, um, because I have recently found that it's a really hard thing for me to use gratitude or just like self-love for things about like me and myself. Um, I think I usually look to other people to notice things that I should be proud of for myself instead of like just looking to myself for it. Um, and so I think to combat that with what you have in your life and then what you have as a person, um, would be a good thing to go hand in hand. So it's really easy to, yeah, say this year was the freaking worst, like 2020 took everything away or was just garbage. Um, cause I think for a lot of people, it changed a lot of the, what it could be. The potential was just there, but it wasn't, it didn't turn out to be that way. Um, so I think, yeah, gratitude is a really important thing to learn or to just remember that, um, if you still are working, um, even if you're not unemployment is, you know, there, and even if that's not for you, like there's going to be something you can be grateful for. Um, and it's just going to be, yeah, build on that. Um, and I have definitely been finding myself to use that the past few weeks. Um, because even when it feels like you're at rock bottom, I mean, I feel like, it's still, there's still there. Like you're still, there's still some substance underneath you that you can build from. My, um, back in school during my senior year, I had a professor in, in a career development course um, who recommended a book to me. And, and the, the title of the book is Designing Your Life. And it became very quickly, and I, I generally don't read too much, but this book became for me the like the Holy Bible of, of, of your life and, and picturing about like picturing what you want to be or who you want to be or what you want to become. So in this book, designing your life, chapter one of this book, um, if Lainey Steinward ever listens to this, she'll, she'll be thrilled that I remember this, but chapter one is called, uh, you are here. And it has a picture of that, of, you know, when you're looking at a map or a sign, or maybe you're at the mall, there's like a little red, like pinpoint, like you are here. Um, that's the whole theme of this chapter. So the, the idea is whenever you're thinking about, well, I want to be here, or I want to have this, or I want to, I want to buy that, or I want to have more money. Um, the idea with that, that symbol, that you are here symbol is that, hey, you're here in this moment, doesn't mean that you won't be there. But in this moment, what are you thankful for here? Um, what are some things that, that you can work on today? Uh, what are some things that maybe you can't work on today, but, but you can work on moving forward, right? But, but be here, be in this moment, because this moment, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And, and it's a beautiful thing, like I, like I mentioned earlier, that we're blessed with. Um, and just remember that that you're here and that doesn't mean that you can't be there tomorrow but but in this moment you're here and and handle that as it is yeah no i agree i like that sentiment a lot i mean it's hard to not want to wish away the bad parts of your life but if i go back to like 
bad parts that I've had in the past and I were to wish that away, it wouldn't lead me to certain spots uh, that I had later on. Just you don't really know what's going to be around the corner. So, I mean, it's hard, obviously, to just get through the day when it feels like it's never ending. But it's almost like you just you don't know what tomorrow or what next week or next month is going to bring. So you just kind of have to appreciate everything in the moment for what it's worth, even if it's literally just being in your home with people or with what you own and like what you can control, even if that's all you can manage, then that's kind of what you got, but that's enough. Totally. Totally. One thing too, like a couple of months ago when Katie first moved here, the first time, the first time that we had hung out, like the, the vibe or the thought process or conversations at least was like, wow, like I, Tyler, and with Mackenzie, she's not here, you know, sad, sad, sad. And then and then Katie would kind of reciprocate that. And then we'd both be like, well, we don't necessarily love the jobs that we're at. We want to work in hospitality retail. Like this sucks. And and it would be uh, sometimes a bit negative, those conversations would be. But as we've progressed in, in the last couple of months, Katie, I don't know if you noticed the same thing, but like we've started talking about like how, how we're killing it and like how you're you, like, we both kind of like our jobs and we feel comfortable in our jobs and, and we have jobs and things are in, in motion. So the mentality I think is a big game that you have to play there too. And and even in those last four months from conversations about, wow, this sucks to conversations about you're fucking doing it um, is, is, is remarkable. Yeah, I agree. I remember right before I moved down to Florida, I was in a really bad space. I was just, Cause I didn't know, I didn't know if I had a job. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't know what city I was going to live in. I didn't know when I was going to see Brahim again. I still don't, but um, that's besides the point. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like the, the tone in our conversations definitely shifted. Um, but I think that's a big part of that is that mentality and just being like, okay, yeah, it sucks, but we have all of this instead. So let's focus on that and we'll deal with all the other stuff as it comes. Totally. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, but Emma, you touched on going to therapy, and I know that you had some things that you wanted to say about um, mental health and kind of how that um, plays into the workplace and everything like that. So would you care to Yeah, so I mean, with my whole uh, breakup moving situation, because I had been living with um, my boyfriend, and it was a very unexpected um, relocation, I should say. And so when that happened, I was not prepared just generally like for my environment to change so drastically. Um, And so when my, like me as a person, when I go through changes like this, um, I've noticed I don't really handle change super well. And so being able to go into my, uh, the office at work and just kind of like candidly openly say like, Hey, my home life isn't going super great. This is what's dealing, like what I'm dealing with. And then to be met with, Hey, take whatever time you need, like, let us know how we can help you was super important and super great. Um, So it has led me to explore more options within the workplace, not just with my boss, but um, I work at a preschool, but it's a um, national organization. So there's like multiple centers throughout the world. Um, And there's a lot of teachers within the organization. And so I've found myself wanting to kind of like lean on other people at work, but not really knowing how to do that because I wouldn't want to provide my like emotional baggage or just what I'm going through with someone who wasn't able to handle it because I wouldn't know if they're going through something as well. So I've been toying with the idea at work of like trying to figure out if there's a way to communicate with other people like, hey, what's your mental health check-in? Like if you're not doing great, 
do you need to chat? Do you need to space? Like, do you need space? Do you just want someone to know so you're not alone? Like, what's the best way to handle it? Um, and it's been met pretty well. Um, I've just also noticed, though, that mental health is so difficult to talk about. Just generally, like, at work or the stigma around it is that if you are dealing with mental health issues, it's either, one, not super serious and, like, it's just in your head and you need to move on if you're at work, or two, um, if you have mental health issues and you're taking medication for it or you need to stay home for it, then maybe you shouldn't be working. And I just am very interested in this because I don't think there needs to be like the two different extremes. I think that it can be a a topic of conversation that could be met in the middle of, yes, mental health um, struggles are not something you can physically see. Like you're not obviously going to come to work and like have the chicken pox and be like, oh, I'm mentally going through something like someone, you know, like the chicken pox you can see. But at the same time, like when I was going through the peak of my anxiety in October, I was not able to like eat a full meal. I was not able to sleep a full like six hours. Like, uh, and so it starts when it starts to affect you physically, like an actual illness. That's when I think that it does need to be talked about at work or it does need to be talked about at school or just with your daily life. And it was very interesting to me that there's not really a way to do so. Um, so that's kind of how I'm going about it at work of being like, how would you want people to know if you're dealing with this, if you're unable to eat, so you might have a headache and there's further repercussions, but you're there and you're doing it. Um, and my therapist has been helping me. Um, I do have a therapist. I've been seeing her for over a year. And, um, I just think that these topics should be a little bit more mainstream because like you, everyone goes to the doctor, the dentist, whatever, think mental it's like your brain it should just be the same thing like emotions I don't know the stigma I find interesting um so that's just kind of what I've been dealing with of exploring that avenue and um medications for it being like what do people perceive medications for mental health as and why is this so if you guys have any um opinions on that or if you've seen this in the similar sense I'd love to hear it I think when you mention communication, that's, that's, I think that's a bridge, right? I always talk about with clients at work or anything, my, one of my catchphrases is building the bridge from, from A to B. And I think communication in, when it comes to mental health is, is building the bridge between, uh, or building the bridge over stigma. Um, so I think that the negative connotation that surrounds mental health, the negative, like, like maybe you shouldn't have a job. Maybe, maybe you need to go, mm-hmm. maybe you're crazy to use that word. Like maybe you, maybe you can't handle it. Right. Um, I think communication being open, like you, like you mentioned with your boss or, or being open with, with your therapist or someone that you trust, maybe obviously you don't toss all your emotional baggage on, on someone, but that's not a trained professional, but, um, but going to your boss and being like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not feeling up to it today. Um, I can't, I can't mentally handle it. Um, can I have a day off a couple of weeks off? And then, and then giving them the opportunity to, to let you take that time, I think is incredible. But, but just having an open conversation like that, I think gets rid of the stigma because you had, you had the mentality and the, the decency to come and say, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I, I can't mentally take this today. And that's, that's hundred percent totally okay. Um, when I was, when I graduated high school, I had a really tough go around in, in high school. My, not to jump into everything. My, my stepdad was an alcoholic and a drug addict and an abusive physically and, and emotionally. And he ended up leaving us my junior in high school, but caused all kinds of havoc my senior year and actually passed away while we were on our college program. Um, but through that time, so right after he left, I had the only thing in my life I could control was what I ate, right? So at that point, 
I'd become what, what you think never happens it, to, to male figures, at least. I had severe anorexia. So between my, my senior year in high school and then right about to the time when, when I finally like graduated therapy, not that you ever graduate therapy, but when I could stop going to therapy was like the month before our college program started. Um, lost tons of weight, couldn't handle myself, like everything that comes with being an anorexic, um, like that, that was my life. Um, and it still is my life in, in a lot of ways. I don't think that, that mental health really ever goes away. I think you just find ways to cope with it. Um, but in that time, when I finally came to terms with, with going to someone and saying, hey, I have a problem. Um, hey, I need help. Hey, I need a day off. Hey, I need, I need to go to therapy. Hey, I can't come in for the next number of weeks because I'm working on myself. Um, when I finally like got rid of my, my toxic masculinity um, or my toxic, toxically masculine traits, like, no, you don't have anorexia. That doesn't happen to, to real men. You don't have mental illness. doesn't happen to real men. And, and went to someone and was like, I need, I need a hand. Um, that, re that released the stigma. And I found people being okay and accepting of that. So communication, I think, is a huge deal there. And that's, that's the first step toward releasing yeah, that, that negative stigma. I think it was a blessing that I was met with such um, I, gratitude or she was just uh, understanding. Like she was just so like, hey, let's just put you first in this moment. Um, and then just the simple of like, I was very concerned about my character because I was a new employee. Um, and so if only this, like, I hope that this uh, instance, like how I had with her, like can be reflected in multiple, um, employments and just general, like every other place that people have this moment where they feel they cannot perform. And I hope that that's the case for a lot of other people or a lot of other jobs. Um, but like you said, like communication and just being like, Hey, I'm taking this into myself. Like I know that I'm personally not performing well, um, I think is super brave. Um, so yeah, I think that just being able to claim that for your own self and then just saying, I don't want to be a burden, but like I need help. It's hard to be met with like, no. Um, so I think that just being able to yeah. own it yourself and then look for the help when you need it is super important. But I mean, it's not easy, but it's definitely um, one of the steps to get there. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of workplaces now are starting to hop on that and be more inclusive of um, those issues for sure. I believe the company that we work for has a program, um, just being able to say like, hey, I need a mental health day. Like I think a lot more companies are more accepting of that now. Um, I remember when I was like in elementary school, I, I had a lot of like, I was never diagnosed with OCD, but I had a lot of like tendencies that were just kind of along those lines. Um, I remember there was one night that I, um, my room was like a complete disaster and I like, couldn't like think or like do anything when my room was like that. And so I can remember I was just like sobbing and sobbing and my mom's like standing in my room. She's like, you are not going to clean this room. Cause she wanted me to kind of get out of that like headspace. Um, but I remember after that, she, she like called into my school and was like, Hey, she's taking a mental health day. Like, so I think it's just, it was just kind of like a, a funny story um, along with that. But I think it's really important to be able to call in and say, I need a mental health day. Like I have had enough. I need a break. Like, let me just stay home and then I'll be back, you know, in a couple of days and I'll be good to go. Um, but I think that's really important. And I think a lot of companies are, are doing that now. I think they're, yep, doing it. Yeah. And one, one thing too that I always find fascinating is like when I first started going to therapy um, or when I, when I first was put on meds or all of those things. And when, when there were talks about 
like removing removing taking me like dropping out of school and university and then and then going to a full-time like live-in facility for a while um like when all of those things started when those stocks came up it was in my mind it was always like well what is everyone gonna think like what are my friends gonna think less of me are my professors gonna think less of me down the line will my employers think less of me all of those things so so I'd like to to remind everyone that that going to therapy or, or being put on meds or maybe going to to a facility like like I was for um, or like I like I almost um, was was thinking about or, or potentially going to do um, none of that makes you less less of a human being none of that defines your worth none of that you know decides the kind of person you get to be later on um, I think everyone needs to go to therapy everyone has shit they need to clear up so. Um, it doesn't hurt to go to therapy at all. It doesn't make you any less of a person for having to take take meds or go to therapy. Everyone needs a little help sometimes. You yes, don't have to I struggle agree. alone. Wholeheartedly, therapy is literally the best thing. Like you get to talk about yourself for an hour uninterrupted. <laughs> yeah, totally. I loved my therapist. We um, actually, I I I hated my therapist for a long time, and I was very I was a very stubborn anorexic. I as as most are. Like um, that's your lifestyle. It's what. It's the only thing you can control and and the things that you think and the thoughts that I still have, like to this day, anorexia is one of those things that I don't think will ever go away. It's just something you learn to live with. And that was our goal in therapy was like, we're not going to cure you. We're just going to, we're just going to force you to be able to live with this thing. And it's a nasty, it's a nasty, nasty mental illness when you just like, it's not like schizophrenia where you can hear things, but it's like, it's like yourself is being critical of yourself for the things that you've done. And I hated my therapist because she would make me like talk about that and like confront those things. And I was, I was a bitch to her for months. I was an absolute bitch to her. Um, so Aaron, if, if you're listening out there, I, I'm sorry for the way I treated you for the first three months of our, of our, of our time together, but um, she helped me tremendously when I got over it. So Tyler, I know that you had some stories you wanted to share. I am very interested to see about this story, Katie getting mad I at did. you. I'm really curious to know what that was about. <laughs> Well, Katie will deny this. Katie will deny this story. But um, so, a couple of weeks ago, we um, every weekend suck when you live alone because there's nothing to do. Like we work hard five days a week, Monday through Friday, and then the weekend comes around, and you're like, oh yeah, it's the weekend. And then Saturday actually gets here, and you're like, oh well, what now? Like, well, who do I? I'm not going to talk to anyone between. 8 a.m. And, and 4 p.m. today. I might not use my voice at all. So, so we've been like trying to find things to do on the weekend. So a couple of weeks ago, we decided like, hey, we're gonna go somewhere. So I was like, um, we're somewhere we can go in Florida. We decided on St. Augustine, neither here nor there. So, so we go to St. Augustine. And one thing that Katie and I are both absolutely horrible at um, is making decisions and like making a call. So especially when it comes to like to restaurants or or activities, like we will wander around aimlessly until someone like like tells us what to do because I, I think it's a thing where like you don't want to displease the, the people you're with but whatever neither here nor there either so we're in saint augustine and it gets like three or four o'clock and and we had gone to a winery and um, a couple of other things and we're looking for we're looking for a place to eat right so there's all these restaurants and they all look great some of them are crowded so we go to this Greek place first that I had thought that we had tried something at earlier, but between the winery and the distillery, I was a little blitzed and um, we had still neither here nor there, but I wasn't thinking right. So we're at this Greek place, we abandoned it because the food just, we weren't feeling it. So we, we leave this place and then we go and we're standing on a curb and Katie goes like, where do we, where do you want to go? You're deciding like, like getting like, not like mad yet, but she's like kind of getting irritated. 
Um, so I was like, I, I don't know. I can't, I'm not making the decision. I can't physically make the decision. Like I, can't, I just can't do it. So Katie, like, like a parent was like, we're outside of this Italian restaurant like in a parking lot. And like my parent, Katie goes, I am going to sit here and, and you are going to decide <laughs> where we're going. So Katie sits down on this curb and, and literally sat on this curb and, and wasn't talking, like wasn't doing anything, just sat on the curb in the parking lot. So I paced around for like a good like 30, 45 seconds. And then I stopped what I was doing and I just said, I can't fucking do it. And I just came and sat on the curb next to it, next to Katie. And Katie goes, you are fucking ridiculous. And stood up and stormed away and goes, we are going to this Italian restaurant and you are going to fucking like it. And just like freaked out. So I was like, I, I just stood up and followed her in. But um, that evening and the day after I was like, damn she was actually mad <laughs> she was mad at me in that moment i just almost knocked over my computer but but yeah like my true parent you are fucking ridiculous um is what she said to me and stormed away so <laughs> yeah i i was slightly hangry at that point because it was a late lunch um and i just i just had it i it was like he never chooses anything i chose to come to this town i chose to do this i chose to do no this. no okay <laughs> No, 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 like, no. I don't want to stretch it that far. We, you, we, I, we both said like Tampa, and then you said maybe St. Augustine, and then we couldn't decide between the two of them, and you asked Brahim to decide. So I don't want to hear right. any of that shit. You're like right. you decided on St. Augustine. Oh okay, God. true, true. Um, anyway, I just, I just had enough of his shit. So I just, I thought maybe <laughs> sitting down on the curb and forcing him to make a decision <laughs> would work. Turns out it doesn't. Don't try it at home, guys. Um, nah. <laughs> He can't do it, and so just come prepared with ideas because he has none. So yeah, and and before like before she sat before she gave me the ultimate ultimatum, she had been like, "Well, like, do you want something here, or are we going to like McDonald's, <laughs> like any parent would? Like, like you're gonna pick something here, or you're gonna get something bad?" Like so, um, but then after that, she put her foot down big time that day. So that was my my one and only story. Well, as far as I know, I don't know if, if Katie hates me in, in other other aspects, but. <laughs> Um, my one and only story so far about Katie oh, getting mad at me in person. Thank you guys so much. Um, that was it. <laughs> yeah, you should come down and get yelled at Ugh. by Katie as well. It's, it's good fun. But like, I, I was laughing about it later because she didn't really yell at me, but like, she did like cause a bit of a scene in the parking lot. Um, I, yeah, I wish I wish I could have been like one of those other people that was around to see Katie scream, you're fucking ridiculous. And, and literally, literally stand up off the curb and storm 100 feet away from me into the back side of this Italian restaurant. So um, it is what it is. It that's, is that's what it get. is. And I learned, I learned that maybe next time I'll be more decisive. Um, that's something that, that we'll work on. So See, you learned your lesson. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, I learned. I learned. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, um, I wanted to play a game. Um, Kenzie quizzed me on this a couple, a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, it'd be really fun to throw it out to Evan and Katie on the podcast. And it's actually quite hard. Um, so basically, the gist of this is, we're all Disney fans, um, huge Disney fans. So that's, there's no there's no doubt about that, and we've never really hidden that. So, um, so the gist is, I'm going to give you the the title of a film, like the title of a Disney film, um, all animated, and then you, one of the two of you, whoever can can get to it first, will give me the first song in the film, the first song that that happens in the film. Um, like the, but not like, not like the soundtrack, like, oh, it's like the overture, like none of that. It's like the first song that's like the characters sing in the films. Right. So, 
Um, so are you are you up for that or or not? It sounds easy, but it's actually yeah, it's down. remarkably difficult to remember I'm, some of these things. I'm very nervous, but I'm down. <laughs> Sick. Okay, I have um, I have about ten. So um, so if you mess up on the first one, then there's a bunch of others. But we'll start with a classic um, way back um, in in early animation. Here, the first one is Pinocchio. What's the first song in that film? I worked this ride, and so I feel like I should have an advantage, but. Um, um, it's a classic. I got, I got nothing. I don't even know. It's is a classic. It, Jiminy Cricket. Um, a, yeah, no, that's not. Um, uh, yeah, but I can't. It, that um, wishing song. That he. No, I know. I know it. Are you serious? You don't know this one? I think. I think this was the easiest one on album. Jiminy Cricket, first song in the movie. He's he's sitting there on the little on the dresser. <laughs> You know, is it like let, no, let your no, conscience no, be your guide? No, no. Like oh that? my god, okay, no. so it's not be, it's Five. not, it's not I'm a dream, out. it's Four. not a wish that your heart makes that Cinderella. Um, okay, that's the one I was getting stuck on. I know, I I like, not, the you're, name you're is not the right in my path, head. Though. It's um, oh uh, my god, wish is in um, it. It's, Bum, bum, um, bum, bum, bum. It's one, two, three, uh, four, five, six words. Wait, yes. <laughs> when you wish upon a star. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was hard. It only okay. took five minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, well, maybe we'll edit that part out, like the whole thing, and then Katie would look like a genius after the end. Okay. Sec third one is Frozen. This one also tripped me out because I thought I thought it was one thing, but it, in reality, it happened way earlier. First time in forever? No. Oh, the ice song. No. Yes. What's oh, it called? The, um, it's oh, called the Frozen Tundra, Frozen Heart. Frozen Heart, yeah, yeah very good, yeah. very nice. Frozen Heart, nice. The fourth one's rough. Yeah, I don't. I'm not the biggest Hercules fan. I've only seen it like twice, but it's Hercules. Oh, Hercules is good though. Um, I didn't. I've never heard this song before today. I listened to it while I was making this yeah. list. It's one of the songs that the the ladies sing. Yep. I don't know what song though, because they sing a couple. Yep. Was it the one like about how he became like a demigod? No, that one's zero no, to hero. Zero to hero. Movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know the name. Yeah, it's a My tough sister one. It's probably called, would know. She loves Hercules. It's called the Gospel Truth. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, fifth one is Mulan. This one also. This one, like when Mackenzie asked me, like, what's the first song of Mulan? I could see it in my is mind. It the reflection one. No, it's not actually. Oh, it happens shit. right. It's the feet right before that. What? She's like, I'll walk you through the scene. Oh. She's like getting like all you know, pimped out the makeup. Yeah, the the song when she's getting ready. Oh yes, God, exactly. There's like the wagon, and they're like. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Um. Oh my god. Hmm. It's four four words. Yeah, I hate when you can like hear it and you can see it yeah. too. And you can't figure it out. Four words. Yep. Um, I'm like trying to think of song lyrics. Like, I have you the beginning. Of the, I got the beginning of the song in my head. Oh no! It's called "Honor to Us All." Yes. Isn't this hard? It's horrible when you're like, I can so see it. I can see it. Um. Okay. God. Cinderella. That should be an easy one. Um, Dreamer's Wish. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Snow White. I got this one. 
Right. It is that song. song. It's that song, but what's it called? Someday my prince will come. No. Isn't I'm wishing. It? I'm wishing. Yeah, I'm wishing. nice. But it's like, isn't it like a sideways like that's it has a two title thing? Yeah, I don't oh. think so. I think Maybe. it actually. Does. I think it does have two titles. Maybe someday my prince uh, will come. Slash, I'm wishing. I'm wishing. Slash, one song is actually Whoa, the title. One song. But you're right. Oh. I have someday my prince will come. Might be Sleeping Beauty. Um, Aladdin. I thought about Aladdin Arabian when you started this quiz, which is weird. It's Wait, Arabian Katie, which one? Yeah, very good, yep. very good. Yeah. Oh, this one's a bitch. It's Moana. Moana, the first uh, one. It's um, I just watched this movie like two weeks ago. I know. I didn't know that the per the people in this. Well, Lin Manuel Miranda wrote the song, but um, the guy, one of the guys that sings the song, is Christopher Jackson from from Hamilton as well, which shocked me when I learned that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's Isn't it the, where we are? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Where the title, is, here the title we is "We Know the Way." We know the way, like where we way. are, like here. Oh, okay, like the one where they're yeah. on the island and she was like, "Yeah, this is they're home. yeah, yeah." Mm -hmm. yeah. No, um, I don't believe look, that. Shut up! This one I know is right. Look it up. <laughs> where you are? It's called "Where You Are." That's the first one. Bullshit. We know the way is after how far I'll go. No way. Yes, because okay. we know the way. Thank BuzzFeed is, for like, the answers. I'm gonna call BuzzFeed right now. Fact <laughs> check BuzzFeed. I'm this over is it. Too hard, and you guys are wrong about your answers. <laughs> Wait, what are you looking at? Are you looking at Spotify? Just Spotify at this at the soundtrack. So it goes show, where you show are. Show me the screen. Show me your screen. It's where you are, and then how far I'll go, and then we know the way. Oh my God. BuzzFeed was wrong. Freaking BuzzFeed. Well, the, like there are a couple in here that I had to like look up by myself, or by myself, and then the BuzzFeed ones, I was just like plagiarizing from BuzzFeed. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> sick. <laughs> um, oh, this one is easy. Beauty and the Beast. Um, the it's like the bell. Bell. Yeah, yeah. that's just what it's yeah. called, oh. right? Yeah. Yeah, the spell. Princess and the Frog. Oh boy, I haven't seen this movie enough. I've almost I've only there. seen it a couple of times. No. No, it's not almost there. It's um I think it's right before that. It's like the first it's like the the, the, the titular song, the, the the credit song, and then it moves into to the first part of the film. Mm hmm Oh, isn't she singing to the star? I don't. I don't think so. Not in that one. No. Is it that song? Doesn't she sing? It's to the, the right, star? same movie. Yeah, I know. She does. She does. She doesn't almost there reprise to the star at the party, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Katie's remember like, that. hold up, let me pull this one out. <laughs> Play the movie in my head. I don't reprise. know. <laughs> it's it called reprise? Down in New Orleans. Oh, Down in New Orleans. When she's yeah. on the trolley. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. When she's on the trolley. Yeah. Last one I have is Peter Pan. Oh, Peter Pan. Oh my god. This Come is my on, Emma. This is your um we can your fly. I feel like it's We Can Fly. Yeah, You Can Fly is the first song. Awesome. Okay, film, glad I got one. Which shocked me. I thought I thought there was something before that because like it seems like there's a lot of time before that one's before yeah, that. the songs just kind of like mesh into the movie. For like one quiz I took, I literally saw it like 
Peter Pan didn't have any songs. And I was like, wait, what am I talking about? Because like, it just meshes, you know, yeah, it's true. it feel like there's music. It just feels like, you know, we can fly. Yeah. What other songs are in that movie? There's, you can fly. Um, the Yoho Pirate, the, like Yoho. Oh, the yeah. Pirate. And then there's the one, yeah, there's like songs, but they're not like known songs. They're not just, oh, you know. The Lost Boys thing. Don't they sing a song too? Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah, Following the Leader. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. I never thought about how those songs just kind of blend in. Yeah. I think it's because yeah. the characters aren't really singing them, right? They're just kind of. It's like, just kind it's of. Kind of like it matches. Music, yeah, it matches the story pretty well. It doesn't take like they don't have to like pause what they're doing. It just kind of goes with what they're doing. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Definitely changed their formula over the years. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Now, like their films now are like it seems like they could pass for Broadway musicals, right? I mean, yeah. the speaking weird- of Broadway musicals. Oh. No, go for it. I was going to say the weird thing about Tarzan is that it's the only song or the only movie that the characters don't sing. And so it's a lesser known movie. Like people don't connect with it as much because they did the Phil Collins like cover. Tarzan's so sad. Like when I go back and watch Tarzan, I'm like, like I'm just shattered every time. <laughs> I, I love Tarzan. Like it yeah. is like just amazing. Every time I watch it, I have chills. I'm like, wow, that was just spectacular. It's Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins is bringing the chills. Also, um, I remember one time in my French class in high school, we were watching Tarzan and I was like all excited because I was like, okay, they're going to have the French language on for the movie, but at least the songs will be in English, right? No, yeah. because Phil Collins recorded the songs in French too, because he's fluent in French. Wow. So I was <laughs> very upset. Yeah, he is. Um, I mean, he did great in French too, but like, I was really looking forward to the English songs and they really let me down. Damn. But, you know yeah. what I've been following um, on, on TikTok? I don't know why they keep popping up. I don't know if you've seen the Ratatouille, the musical <laughs> TikToks that keep coming up, but it like went from like someone that made like a mockery of a song, like all the way through like like Broadway, like music producers that are laid off, like fully orchestrating. Oh and, like like entire like and people are like writing scripts and making fun of it but it's like there's like people legitimately writing like writing the music just for these these tiktoks so if you get a chance look them up and like the music is like it's good like it's stuck in my head often um but it's really funny funny. it started with that one song that was like (laughs) yeah yeah it's like evolved into like full orchestrations and lyrics and like character development and everything it's crazy that's great yeah it's really cool check it out check it out today when i was golfing they paired me with this young couple um and you know we got to like what do you do and i was like i'm an hr imperial consultant like how lame is that but then (laughs) they were like i was like what do you guys do and the guy's like well i'm from los angeles i'm in film production and then the girl like you know when someone has a cool job and they try to make it sound like not that cool um she was like i work for disney and i was like oh really i was like what do you do and she's like um i'm a i'm a character animator and um at the studios and i went no fucking shit <laughs> like that to her <laughs> word for word and she started laughing and i was like oh my god i have somebody I, so i was asking her questions and i was like did you go to school for animation like what happened and she's like i actually went to school to be a mechanical engineer and i was like okay <laughs> i was like how did you i was like what happened and she was like, I, I graduated and I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I had a couple of years where I was working and just unhappy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to animate. So she's like, I did a year long online course and learned how to animate. And then I got an internship at Sony. And then after my internship ended, I, I applied and and like basically won the lottery and, wow. and now work at Disney. And she's like, I'm actually really excited. I just finished my first project. And I was like, what was your first project? 
And she was like, I just finished working on uh, Rhea and the Lost Dragon. And I, again, I was like, no fucking way like that. Um, but she was, she was great. So Laura, if you're also listening to this, um, it was great meeting you all, but she was super cool. Um, answered all the questions that I had for her and, and she was, she was awesome. But um, yeah, super cool. But how like how random that you get paired up with someone like, yeah, casually, I'm a, I'm a 3D animator <laughs> at the Walt Disney Studios wow. in, Bur in Burbank. Um, and then I was like, so what's next? Like, what are you doing now? And she's like, I think my next, my next project is going to be um, for an attraction in Shanghai. Oh. And I was like, jeez, she's killed. I mean, I like she, she was young too. Like, like maybe, maybe 25, 26, um, not like not more than 26 for sure. Um, super cool. Um, very, very nice. It was really cool to talk to talk to them today. Um, different realm, right? Like so crazy that she just casually is a character animator at the greatest animation studio of all time, but <laughs> nuts, nuts. The same yeah. studio that brought you Peter Pan and all those movies we just I'm talked no about kidding. It was crazy. Nuts. That's insane. That's a dream though, right? Like, right. wow. And I, I was like, like <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, you didn't, I was like, you didn't go to school for animation? And she's like, no, I just, I took an online program. I did it for a year and learned it. I was like, nuts. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's crazy. So you're never stuck. You can do whatever you want and take some time for yourself and, and decide that you can you can do anything. It's great. It's a good place to enter, yeah. I think. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it is. Well, everyone, thanks for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully we'll get this edited before Christmas time. <laughs> um, but if not, if not, um, no, I'm just kidding. We'll get it edited before Christmas time. As always, you can listen to Orange Grove Pals on Anchor, uh, Spotify, Apple, podcast wherever you like to listen to your podcast feel free to listen to us there um until next time you never stuck do you keep doing you do what you can with what you got emma any closing words um no i mean just keep me in your thoughts and hopefully i find a place for me and my dog to live soon <laughs> katie bless us with the wisdom that i know that you have somewhere in there um well my wisdom for emma is to come live in florida bring your dog yeah like come on down yeah bring the dog totally serious <laughs> Yeah. I just looked um, up flights, so I'll probably now. be down there soon. Sounds good. I'll be waiting. <laughs> I'll be at the airport. <laughs> I'll meet you for lunch or something. Right, sounds but... good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Wait. How do we end these things? <laughs>